1: This week, a story that Lily B. first shared on the podcast in December of 2016. Here's Lily now with a story we call Cougar.
2: Well, since the Cubs just won the World Series, I am here to talk about Cubs. I am a Cougar. Yes, you heard that correctly. Cougar, C-O-U-G-A-R, ram. I love me some 25 to 30 years young, slightly dumb, and full of cum. bear cub subs, yes. 2016 has been the year that I have been openly and unapologetically sharing this somewhat hidden truth about myself. Cause like the World Series Cubs, I need me a lineup. I need me a lineup that'll have me celebrating in the streets and acting like climbing street poles, like some crazy transplant from Iowa. I need me that lineup. And it's been going really good. I have mastered what, I feel like I have mastered what I now am calling my cougar dumb. It wasn't always like this. I mean, I knew that I was always attracted to younger men because with the exception of my son's father, they've all been younger. My son's father's only five months older than me. But all the rest, all my long-term relationships and my flings have been younger. And I guess it was when I was 30 that I realized that I liked them young, like half my age plus seven. That's the rule for me now, right? So at 30, 23 was my number. Right now it's 25 because anything below that is weird to my son who's 20. So he's just like, uh. But, but like I said, this has been the year where I'm like, this is me and I love it and I have. I've loved every fucking minute of it. I've loved the good shit. Oh, the good shit. And the bullshit even. Yes. The bullshit, which is to say that this cougar inn, Ain't without its bullshit. Two years ago, around this time, I almost married one. I had him sitting in a fucking theater just like this, stage left or to my left, just in awe of me. I met him right after my son went away to college. Patrick, oh my God. So I'd known him for some time, but when my son went away to college, y'all... I lost it. Because you have to understand, 36, and your son is gone, and you are done, and you are getting in shape, and you are in this place in your life where everything is just perfect. My career is perfect. My social life is amazing. I'm doing storytelling. I have a platform where I can give back to the community. Shit was Right? So when Patrick came into my life, he caught me at an upswing on this pendulum of my life that I was loving. And there's nothing that he could have done or said to me that would have had me doubt me. And so when he started Facebook flirting with me, I bit, and I Facebook flirted back. And before you know it, We were meeting up at a show just to hang out, because that's what the young ones like to say, hang out. They like to hang out. And so I said, okay. We went to this show. We were hanging out at this show. And then afterwards, because young dudes are broke, yo. um, I was... (laughs) You just have to just assume that shit and then find out later that you're right or that you're wrong. Either way, just assume they're broke. And I just figured... Honestly, I'm not trying to sit in a bar with this dude right now. I'm not trying to sit in a bar with you and just hear your bullshit. Because they don't talk about shit either, 27-year-olds. So I'm like, all right, Patrick, you know what I want to do? I want to go to the 7-Eleven. I want to get us a slushie and then fill that slushie with Fireball because that's what the Facebook flirting was about, was me having, having never tried Fireball and I love cinnamon. So I was like, we can go get these sloppy slushies fill them with fireball, and then walk down the street with liquor in our slushies. Y'all, life hack if y'all ain't doing that shit. <laughs> and when you do something like that, when you do something like that with a broke little cub, they think it's amazing. He was just like, oh, my God, girl, you are so damn cool. You don't want to go to a bar. You just want to walk down the street and drink. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Let's do this. And so we're walking down Belmont to go to the harbor. And as we're walking, again, my head ain't where he thinks it might be at. I'm not trying to wife this dude. I'm not trying to, like, deme more. I'm not looking for Ashton. I'm just looking... To just have a little fun. My son just went away to college, shit. So I'm walking with him and we're talking and he's saying things. He's telling me stories. And if you want to get this period... Yeah, tell me some stories. Tell me some deep fucking shit. And that's what he was doing. He was telling me all about his crazy-ass family and his, like, heroin-addicted dad and, like, the woman that he married in Hawaii and it didn't work out. And I'm just like, look at this guy just opening his heart and soul. And, y'all, I thought it was sexy. I'm sorry. I was like you are just too much, as I drank my little fucking slushie. And we got to the lake, and we're sitting at the fucking lake, and he just keeps on, and now he's asking me about me, and oh my gosh, he's everything I tell him, from like me getting pregnant at 17, to how I ended up doing what I'm doing, which is storytelling, and nanny, and all that. He just was like, like a little kid meeting his hero. His face was just in mine. This dude looked like, Ryan fucking Gosling y'all with like like a bear Ryan Gosling though not like that skinny dude on T but like just built just arms and chest oh I loved it and he started letting me know that he was a little submissive and right and that's when I was like fuck this slushy and I just started making out with him we were just making out and in the middle of us making out or I guess like me getting moist because he knew I was getting there he stops in the middle And he's like, look, I can't do this because um, I currently live with my ex and we're trying to get that situation out the way. And y'all, I was like, what? He's so honest. Like, it's so... (laughs) Again, I'm not trying to wife him. So to me, that honesty was hot. And so I was like, well, I get that. But you could still come to my house. We ain't got to go to your fucking place. And he was... And he was like, no, I, won't. I wouldn't feel right about it. So I was like, all right, whatever. Call me an Uber, took my ass home. And we didn't fuck that night. But two nights later... <laughs> He called my fucking phone and was just like, I can't stop thinking about you. I Ever, ever since that date and us drinking those slushies and just talking, I just can't stop thinking about you. I, I'd like to come over. And I'm like, yep. And so I called his i like, yeah, I ordered him an Uber. Come your ass here so I can track it on my phone.
1: <laughs>
2: and when he got there, y'all... Forget about it, right? Like, forget about it. He was so about me. Like, it was not even, like, he didn't even bust a nut that night. I'm so happy he did, because they, look, they love to say they go all night. But as a woman who works, I ain't trying to hear that shit. I got responsibilities in the morning. So, like, just hurry the fuck up, right? And so... And he did. Like, he was all about that. He was like, you got to get up in the morning. I'm like, yes, I do. And he was like, all right, well, I, I I, go along, but I'll just worry about you. And he did. He did everything. And then he showed, like, y'all, because this is risk, and I only say this on risk. On that night, he said he was into something, and he didn't know how I was going to take it. But he says to me, can I go down on you? And I was like, yeah, but that's not new. He's like, No. And because he's like an improv dude, he fake gave me a blowjob. Like he pretended I had a dick, y'all. And he fake went down and got hard on it. And I was turned the fuck on. Because I, I already think I got balls like a motherfucker. So like a dick, I was like, yeah, suck that dick. Suck it. And it was hot. And I was like, oh, I'm keeping this one. I'm keeping them. Keeping him. And I was so into it. Like, he was sweet as fuck. Like, he would bring me lunch to my job the next day. And so I thought nothing of it, you guys. When the fourth day, I'm like in my bed sleeping, and I hear my phone just blowing up. Like, ding like the messenger ding and my text message ding and it's just going crazy and I look and I see congratulations over and over and over and I'm like what the fuck so I hit the phone and I'm looking and I open up my Facebook to see that Patrick Hickey is engaged to Lily B oh. like on Facebook <laughs> And but I'm in this place in my life where I got my shit under control and so I call him, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? What are you, what's going on? And he spins me this story of a man who met a woman. Man, I just, there's this man who met a woman, and he had no idea that's what he needed in his life, and she is the one, and I fucking fell for that shit. I was like, oh yeah, you want to be engaged to me? Let's do this. So I accepted the engagement on Facebook. <laughs> And we was engaged happily, fucking happily. We became that fucking couple, that annoying, cakey-ass couple on Facebook with the pictures and the Sunday diner dates and the fucking pictures of us drinking a malt from the same two different straws bullshit. People hated us, and I didn't give a fuck, because I was getting it. Y'all, I was getting it. He was fucking me in closets, pretending the apocalypse was outside, and I was loving it. I was loving this shit. And that's why I didn't give a fuck. I didn't care what my friends thought. And you know what? I'd have known people. I know people who have met and after three days got married. And I've known people who've known each other 20 years or are miserable. So in my head, I was like, one of two ways, right? One of two ways. He ain't gonna take shit from me. It's not like he's gonna get me kicked out of my house or fired from my fucking job or get me hooked on drugs. So at this point... Let's roll, baby. So I'm like, we engaged. And we for a month and a half, we are happily fucking engaged. But, again, I didn't spend two fucking years getting this shit right. Mind, body, spirit was right. So as much fun as I was having being called, like, mommy sometimes, no joke. And, like, as much fun as I was having whooping him and, and pegging him and all that wonderful stuff. Um, I still had to be real and be like, all right, so we engaged. We need a date, and we have to plan. And with young guys, you can't just give them all the shit. Like, you can't just be like, what about this wife? What about this apartment? What about this ex you got living with you? What about your crazy ass family that I'm not gonna wanna have a problem with? Didn't you say they were racist? Like, I couldn't, you couldn't just say all of that at once, so you gotta kinda sprinkle it in here and there after like a blow job or something like that. Just like, you called that lawyer yet about that divorce you need to get? Um, (laughs) That's how you do it. But sometimes the magnitude of the shit, no matter how little and how, how uh, you know, strategic you are with, like, planting your little information, it still is too much. And it was too much for him. Because about a month and a half later, now, what, 38 days, 40 days into us being happily engaged, he stands me up. He like, I lose my wallet. He's supposed to come pick me up. I call him. He doesn't answer. As soon as I leave that bar, I know that he's up to no good. I know it. I've been around long enough. I know something's not right. We don't go from this to this. So I confront him about it the next day. And I'm like, you fucking Rachel? And he's like, no. And I'm like, all right, you said no. Remember that. And the whole week, I just give him that mom look, And and by Sunday, at our weekly diner date, he can't take it. From Wednesday to Sunday, he just can't take the guilt. And he finally says, yeah, man, I slept with Rachel, which is the ex he lives with. And I'm like, I knew it, I fucking knew it. And so I tell him like, so what now? Is this your way of self-sabotaging this because it got too fucking real? And he said, maybe. And I'm like, so what is this? And he's like, I love you, Lily. Like, I love you. And I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And, and so I ask him if he wants to work it out. And he says that he does. And so we give it from that point to maybe four days later. Because after four days, I can't do it, y'all. I can't, I just don't trust him. And the way he cheated on me was petty as fuck. Especially because he knew I didn't want this to begin with. So I just couldn't in my heart trust myself to get over this. Not right away at least. And I didn't want to live like that. Not when there's like a million other Ryan Gosling motherfuckers out there I could easily fucking pull. So I just said, we need to drop this. But I'd stay your friend. And he says, cool. I'm cool with that and I'm like great and I changed my status on Facebook and then I'm in my house a week later Saturday of the next week actually and I don't know what in me was like just just piss on that test just go piss on that test because my periods are irregular but I know my body again two years of making sure this shit is right and I know my body didn't feel right. And sure enough I'm in my bathroom and those two little fucking lines show up and I am like ugh, ugh, Fuck. Because I had gotten rid of him I didn't have to call him but now I gotta fucking call him and tell him look I'm pregnant and when I tell him he's not shocked. In fact He's really fucking happy. And I tell him, like, you gotta know, my son's 18 years old. I'm not going back. I'm not having this baby. I made my decision like, nope, I'm not having this baby. I don't want it with you. I don't want it with your crazy situation that you're dealing with. This is not what I want to bring a child into. Look, I've already had a son. His dad is amazing. You are nothing like that man. And he started to get really angry. And this motherfucker got so angry that he threatened to sue me (laughs) if I got rid of this baby, which made me and my girlfriends just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh (laughs) and laugh. Like this motherfucker said, what? Yes, girl, that he's gonna sue me, what? Is he fucking crazy? Yes, girl, that's why I don't wanna have this baby with him. (laughs) But we go back and forth, back and forth, and when he was sitting in that audience around this time two years ago, he had come to talk to me about this baby. I get off stage and he tells me how captivating and beautiful I am and how, what a great mom I'm going to be if I choose to keep it. And that's when I tell him that I already made the appointment to get rid of it. And he loses it, walks out of Hamburger Mary's angry. And I was like, whatever. I get home, I go on with my day, I go on with my work week, And during this week, I'm getting blown up. My message, because my appointment's the following week. I'm about to have this done, get this out the way, continue on with my life. And he blows me up and blows me up, and I am feeling like stressed the fuck out. I'm tired because that's what pregnancy does. It makes you tired. And on top of that, like I'm I'm a nanny, so I'm watching babies, so I'm already like with the emotional stress of like, oh, this is a cute baby. Maybe I could be a mom, but fuck, not with that dude. So, like, no. So I'm going through all this like mental and emotional kind of stress because I've made my decision but here's this outside force just making me rethink it and doubt myself and that's what he did really well was just make me doubt my decisions and who I was and two days before my appointment he calls me from Milwaukee he had run away to Milwaukee Because that's what young guys do, y'all. They throw tantrums out this fucking world. Like, it's not like a five-year-old tantrum. It is a 27-year-old tantrum where it's like, I'm gonna get on a megabus and go to fucking Milwaukee and, and, and threaten to kill myself in hopes that you'll keep this baby. And I was like, stop, like fucking stop. I already told you what I decided. Like, I don't want this fucking baby. I don't care if it's gonna change your fucking life. I don't want it. Get out of my face with this shit and all that stress. I'm, I leave work and I'm in the Uber and my stomach is just cramping and I'm like, oh, this. I need an antacid. This motherfucker got me just feeling like, ah. Oh. I get out of the Uber and my stomach is just in pain, like, like menstrual cramps, but to the extreme. And I'm like. Fuck! And I go use the bathroom and I miscarry. Like I just, (sighs) baby. And it feels funny. It's like a clot. Like if you're ever on your period, it's like a blood clot, but really, really big. And it just like plops out into the toilet and I turn around and there it is. And I look at what I'm guessing is a baby or a fetus. And I snap a picture, and I send it to his ass, like, we're done. Like, this is over. Yes, because I'm that bitch, y'all. I'm that bitch. Right there. Like, that's our baby. Leave me the fuck alone. And he comes by. Two weeks later. To see if we could be friends. (laughs) Yes, y'all, yes, the nerve. And I think about it, and I say, you know what? We did have this experience together, and no matter what, you're always going to be a part of my life, or at least a character in the story of my life. So fine. But this don't mean we're going to kick it, and we're going to be like best friends. But after like two days of us attempting to be friends... I realized that he is still that guy, the guy that will lie over petty shit and who doesn't want to really fix or own his shit. And anyone I have in my circle is on their shit. And if they're not on their shit, at least they own their shit. And so I knew he wasn't the person that I needed in my circle. And so I cut it off. And I haven't seen him since friends of mine see him all the time and they they report back to me at how miserable he looks but those are my friends again my circle is tight and I guess like I said this is not without its learning right like I've learned a lot I own this cougardom because that didn't stop me like he did not fucking stop me he's only made me a little wiser and now when I see red flags I call them shits out and I fix them and if they can't be fixed you gotta go Half my age plus seven is my rule, stone-cold rule. If you're 22, I'm sorry, unless you, like, struggling like refugee over here taking care of your whole family, I can't go. I'm sorry, I can't go. But I'm wiser, and I'm learning, and if any of y'all are 25 to 30, y'all could play in these majors and get out those minors. Thank you.